Greetings, Bethel community. May the grace and peace of God be with you, and Merry Christmas! I'm intern Pastor Monica Holman, and this will be a shortened sermon reflection for Christmas Eve. Hopefully, wherever and whenever you're listening to this, you've also got some of your favorite Christmas carols to listen and sing along to, and that you feel the love of Christ surrounding you during this celebration of his birth. So now, a reading from the Gospel of Luke the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the angels said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Now, as you may know, or not, this is my first ever Christmas Eve sermon. All over the world tonight, thousands upon thousands of preachers are reading these same Bible passages and talking to groups of people sitting in front of them. And every preacher, every congregation, every person of faith has to make a decision about what kind of story they will tell about Jesus. Some will talk about the pastoral image of shepherds and angels and fields, or the dangers of commercialism, or the consumerism of Santa Claus. Some like to use super churchy words like incarnation or soteriology and talk about salvation or grace or repentance or glory. A whole lot of them will talk about love. So I had to figure out what kind of story I would tell about Jesus. So, being a Bible nerd... I always look to the gospel readings to guide me. And when I look at the passage from Luke 2, the story of the birth of Jesus, and the shepherds and the angels, I found that in order to tell the story as I understand it, I have to start with Caesar Augustus. 
I'll bet you didn't expect that, did you? Unless you come to the Wednesday morning Bible study group, in which case you're probably thinking, oh boy, here she goes. But just hold on. I promise I will get you somewhere that makes sense. So yes, Luke starts his story of the birth of Jesus with these words. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus. In the time of the Roman Empire, an imperial decree from Caesar was often called an evangelio. We translate that word as good news or gospel. And an imperial evangelio was an ancient press release of sorts. An announcement that would be, ga- that would be brought by imperial messengers and proclaimed or posted in city gathering places. Usually news of a Roy- Roman triumph, something positive about the emperor, a new honor, a title, a new conquest in war, a new nation subdued. Here is one example of a gospel of Caesar Augustus, a decree celebrating his birthday in the year 9 BCE, just a handful of years before the birth of Jesus. It reads, Since Providence has arranged the most perfect culmination of life by producing Augustus, whom, for the benefit of mankind, she has filled with excellence, as if she had granted him a savior for us and our descendants, a savior who brought war to an end and set all things in order. Yes, this gospel of Caesar would proclaim, you know who your savior is, the one who controls and owns all the stuff, the one with the most power, the one with the largest throne, the one with the most victories, the largest army, the biggest fist, the one who squashes even a hint of disobedience. The gospel of Caesar Augustus was usually good news for a select few citizens of Rome only, especially in the city of Rome, the city in the center of it all that consumed 80% of the resources from the entire empire. For the rest of the population, 30% of whom were slaves, and about 68% of whom lived at subsistence level or below, under a peace that was enforced with the might of 250,000 swords, a gospel was not really good news. Was this the Christmas story you expected to hear? Is this the way you would start a story about Jesus? Because the gospel of Jesus, as written by Luke, sure does. But you may be relieved to know that the story I tell, just like the one in Luke, takes a turn. For this gospel isn't sent first to the Senate in Rome. It doesn't come from Caesar, and it isn't proclaimed to him, not right away, anyway. As we now know, this gospel, this good news from God, has a twist. The messengers who proclaim it deliver it to shepherds. Since these shepherds lived in Bethlehem, only about five miles from the temple in Jerusalem, they were likely protecting the sheep that would be sent for sacrifice there. The shepherds were likely young, maybe even children, boys or girls, tending the flocks like David, the youngest son of Jesse, did before he was old enough to join his brothers in battle. And maybe now you understand why the shepherds were so scared when the angelic messenger showed up in front of them. Is it any wonder that they were terrified when a messenger shows up claiming to have good news for them? What story do you think they expected to hear? And yet, the first words from the angel, as with nearly every angelic messenger in scripture, are, do not be afraid. 
The news that night was not about conquest, but about a gift from God intended for all the people, not just the few. Because, the angel proclaimed, on that night God drew near and stayed. Not in the imperial palaces, but in the unlikely places, the places that earthly power overlooks, with the hungry, with the hurting, with the lonely, with the fearful, to bring not just words, but food, healing, community, and joy. And this good news, this different kind of gospel, would spread throughout the Roman Empire and beyond. The gospel that means freedom and joy first for the poor. The gospel that all people, all of them, in equal standing, are the children of God. The gospel that love of God and love of neighbor are so intertwined that you can't show one without the other. Oh, hey, look. I did end up talking about love after all. So now that you've heard my version of the story of Christmas, now it's your turn. What kind of Christmas story do you want to tell? What story does this world expect to hear now about Jesus? Does it sound like the one proclaimed by the angels? Or does it sound more like the one proclaimed by the emperor? It's your turn to put into your own words or into your own actions what the gospel of Jesus Christ is to you and be the kind of messenger that God would like to send as the bearer of good news, of great joy to all mankind. Amen. Now, just a note to close out our time here. We will be having a shortened Lessons and Carol service at Bethel on Christmas Day at 9.30, but no sermon. So this Simply the Sermon podcast will be back with our regular Sunday schedule starting on Sunday, January 1st. Until then, may the peace of God hold you and keep you this week and bless you as you head into a brand new year. Thanks be to God.